Hey everybody, welcome back to Engage on UMFM 101.5 with your hosts Kate Jones here and Josue Devi. Today we have a super special episode for you. We have on our guest, Chef Ben Kramer. Chef Ben Kramer here is, in the name, a chef here in Winnipeg, very well renowned. He has started up a couple of initiatives here that have sparked our interest and engage. One is called Made With Love. Now, Made With Love has provided I believe about 30,000 meals to underserved individuals. Um, He works with different community organizations to bring in support and then provide that support out. So we're really excited to kind of dig into his story, find out more about him, find out more about what he's doing to engage in the community. And yeah, we're really excited. So without further ado, uh, you can go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to, to chat about some of the work we're doing. Yeah, I'm Chef Ben Kramer. I run a catering company here in Winnipeg. And ever since the pandemic hit us and events and caterings have sort of dipped off, we've shifted our focus primarily into charity work. Very sweet. Very sweet. So with that being said, I did, of course, do some research on you and you were involved in a bit of charity work before the pandemic hit. Is that correct? Like just a couple different community initiatives? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, since I've started, well, I guess since I've been in Winnipeg, all of my businesses or projects sort of have some sort of giving back component to them, whether it's repurposing food left over from events or raising money for other organizations. You know, the majority of our extracurricular work is is usually focused around food security stuff. Yeah. And from what I've seen, it looks like you started the Made With Love program in June of last year. Uh, yeah. May. Well, yeah. May, May June. Okay. And it seems like there was quite the snowball effect. Do you want to touch on that a bit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, a little bit before that, um, even we, we launched a thing that we kind of nicknamed Restaurant Rescue, which is what led into Made With Love. But with the first lockdown um, that happened, restaurants were sort of given a couple days notice to, to shut their doors. And having been in the restaurant industry my whole life, I knew that owners and operators would, you know, be dealing with laying off staff, figuring out rent, you know, figuring out how and if they can operate with all the restrictions, et cetera, et cetera. And my two concerns right out the gate were what's going to happen to all that staff, but also what's going to happen to all that food. A lot of the restaurants were kind of gearing up for a busy spring. There was quite a bit of food sitting in coolers and they weren't really given a lot of notice as far as shutting their doors. So we put a call out. I put a public call out on Instagram. I reached out to a bunch of people that I know and just sort of said, you know, I know you guys are swamped with the shutdown, but we don't want to see your food go to waste. So we recommend, you know, feeding your staff, letting them take food home since they're going to get laid off. And then anything that was left over, we would take and repurpose and, and get to people that need it. So we did that for a couple of weeks, week and a half, maybe two weeks. I think we valued it that we kind of rescued uh, close to $150,000 worth of food, keeping it out of the landfill and getting it off to Main Street Project, Agape Table, Shalom, a bunch of the kind of street level outreach projects in the city. But then obviously the food dried up because we were just trying to repurpose what was sitting in restaurants and with restaurants being closed, nobody was buying food. So we used up what we could, shut her down, took a break, took some time off and sort of waited like everyone else to see what was going to happen with COVID. And then when it was clear that it wasn't going anywhere, you know, back then we thought 
everything was going to be shut down for like a month. When it was clear that it wasn't going anywhere, I partnered with the Community Food Centers of Canada, who launched a project made with love in Toronto. Uh, and they were making food for those people in need and people who were in isolation or in detox or in rooming houses and couldn't get out and get access to food. Everybody sort of remembers the, the great toilet paper shortage that we had. There was kind of a similar thing with access to food for, for people of either lower income or unhoused. Everybody was scared to kind of go out in public and, and gathering groups wasn't encouraged. So getting access to food was tricky. So we started up, yeah, Made With Love. We got a bit of money from the Community Food Centers of Canada to get it off the ground and running, but we were responsible for fundraising the rest of it. So again, we put a call out to the public and just said, hey, we want to feed people. If you guys can donate money, we'll make sure people get fed. And Winnipeg and Manitoba sort of stepped up way more than, than we anticipated. We kind of figured we'd end up doing it for a couple of weeks, maybe a month. And we're still doing it. It's been, you know, just over a year now. And we still haven't quite run out of money. So we're still feeding people. That's fantastic. That's really amazing to hear. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty mind-blowing. Yeah. And it's so just awesome hearing from you coming from the restaurant industry talking about things in the aspect of food going to waste and i'm not by any means a chef and have no experience like you would i've worked in a couple restaurants as line cooks and i just remember <laughs> what i've seen in terms of like stuff getting thrown out every day and oh, the kind of amount that people don't really seem to care about it and it's it's really awesome hearing from you that that was right on your mind because i remember being so upset by that before yeah, yeah. I mean, grocery and, and, and restaurants tend to have a decent amount of food waste. Obviously, most businesses are trying to minimize that, you know, not just because of the waste factor, but because it's money and it gets wasted, got paid for, right? So the goal is to, to reduce waste as much as possible. But we also kind of live in a society where people don't tolerate you running out of stuff. <laughs> so you got to yeah. kind of err on the side of having a little more than than you need sometimes. So yeah, we, you know, try and reduce that as much as possible or at the very least repurpose it and, and get it to people that need it. Mm -hmm. And since starting this, since Made With Love specifically, what kind of impact have you noticed? Like you were taking this off due to noticing things that were going on in the community and has have you seen yeah. any kind of shift over time? Well, I'm... Yes and no. One of the things is like, we're well aware that just feeding people is a band-aid to a bigger problem. You know, the big issue being access to food and, and poverty. And, mm -hmm. you know, we're cooks at the end of the day, we're, we're, <laughs> we're not going to solve that problem. So we're, we're aware that we're just sort of band-aiding a bigger issue. But right now, more than ever, especially with this how long we've been locked down and, and the amount of people that have lost work or access to their income. Uh, there's more and more people that, that are in need. So while we're aware that we're a Band-Aid, you know, we kind of see a segment of our society that's hemorrhaging pretty bad. So we're just kind of doing triage well and hoping and working with organizations that are, you know, able to impact change and policy and, and things like that. So it's a way bigger issue than just feeding people, but that's what we can do at the very least. Yeah, I absolutely uh, honor that perspective. Totally, totally understand and see that. But yeah, you guys are doing incredible work to be able to provide for communities. And, you know, I think that we can begin with these these steps and bringing people together. And so it's mm -hmm. incredible to see that and yeah, honor that perspective for yeah, sure. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. There's quite a few organizations out there kind of working on 
on policy change and sort of leveling out the playing field as far as the disparity between incomes. So we're just feeding people in the meantime while that work gets done. Mm-hmm. Do you guys do all of the preparation at your your restaurant? Yeah, I, we don't have a restaurant. We just do event catering, um, but okay. we rent a kitchen. It's a shared kitchen space downtown. So we're, yeah, we're right in the downtown core. So we see a lot of the community that we're feeding on a pretty regular basis. Wow. How does something like that affect uh, like your workplace? How, do, how has something like this affected your staff? And how does it affect like coming into work every day? Have you noticed like your staff members and just people around you just really being into it? What's yeah, happening? I mean, Made with Love, like the, the beauty of Made with Love is we, we sort of designed it as a bigger project than just feeding people. So it kind of covers three areas. The obvious is feeding people that need it with nutrient dense food that, you know, you can cook even if you don't have any kitchen equipment and just heat it up. That's part of the way we prepare and package it. But the other two legs of this is to create employment for out of work hospitality people and keeping some of our local suppliers with money coming in, which is why Made with Love focuses on getting cash donations so that we can use that cash to buy food from local suppliers, to pay people to work, and to feed people. So it kind of hits three needed areas all at the same time. So my, like, as far as the staff that have been helping out, we've kept everyone pretty much employed through this entire pandemic. You know, maybe not full-time hours like they're used to, but enough to keep them going. And then on top of that, you know, the, the fact that they get to dedicate their time to giving back and to feeding people that need it. And, you know, not just the affluent people that can afford catering on a regular basis. It's been pretty great. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely incredible to hear. I, I love to hear the, the ability to be, because especially in a time like this, you know what I mean? A lot of young people and just a lot of people in general in the restaurant business, like you're mentioning, you know, they got hit really hard, right? And had to cut a lot of staff, had to cut a lot of jobs. So being able to yeah. keep people employed and yeah, just that, that seems like it would be an awesome workspace. You know, you come in and you're just doing good and you're in a good community. I feel like you would have yeah. a good team around you. Yeah, no, it's been pretty beautiful. It's, it's a completely different approach to what we do day to day. There's maybe a little bit less creativity and a little bit more repetition, but um, the fact that we're, you know, showing up to work every day with a pretty singular purpose has been pretty rewarding for everybody involved. It's evident that restrictions are loosening up a lot and are going to continue um, that way for the foreseeable future. At least that's, that's how it looks right now. Yeah, we're, uh, <laughs> it, it appears that way right now. With that in mind, are you excited to not have to work around restrictions? Yeah, definitely. I mean, currently, we've also taken on another project. We're working with this group out of Quebec that's kind of doing a national food push similar to ours. They managed to feed I think it was 2 million people across the country last year. It's a chef's organization and they're trying to do another 2 million this year. So they saw what we were doing and reached out. So we're kind of collaborating on a project with them that wraps up, I guess, early August. But like Made With Love, we did 30, almost 35,000 meals last year that we gave away. And with this group, we're doing 50,000 in 10 weeks. So we're just kind of wrapping that up. Yeah. And with things opening up again, like we started doing, you know, I did my first event since October last weekend, but we kind of knew that was coming when we realized that Made with Love was going to be more than a couple months worth of help with the amount of donations that we got right out the gate. We sort of set it up in a way that we can do both so we can get back to regular, regular business as well as continue Made with Love provided 
you know, we're still getting support from the public. So my ultimate dream is to, to be able to do both simultaneously. Yeah. And is there any ways that like specifically within Made With Love that you might adapt to having no restrictions? Like besides the, the regular work itself, has there been any restrictions on the way that you're working with Made With Love, social distancing, da da da? No, I mean, we're the the beauty of Made With Love is that we're able to produce it in a pretty controlled small space with a limited amount of staff. And because of the work that we're doing, it was pretty much deemed an essential service. So we didn't have to stop at all throughout the pandemic. The only thing that we had to sort of juggle was how we were doing distribution, because obviously we didn't want to expose ourselves to a whole bunch of people. But we worked that out pretty early on. So we're we're making the food with our crew in our kitchen and then it's giving the the distribution is happening through various organizations like north point douglas women's resource center norwest community food center main street project so we're getting them meals in bulk and they're doing distribution to the people so as far as covid restrictions it hasn't really affected this product much other than making it kind of a logistical nightmare at the beginning yeah no yeah totally makes sense and that's incredible too i think the collaboration that you're able to kind of undergo there here in the city you know and distributing it i think that's one of the good ways to do it is just collaborating with all of the organizations and people that are sort of working together because then we can make something big happen with it yeah no absolutely like this this other project we're doing with that group out of quebec right now is is through harvest manitoba and they're because they have connections with like peak of the market and whatnot they're bringing us food we're turning it into meals and shipping it back to them and you know we're doing five six thousand meals a week just just to them you know, and then they're they're putting them in food hampers and getting them to the people that need it. So we get to focus on what we do best, and that's cook. Yeah, we're not you know trying to figure out how to drive truck and to get to all these delivery spots. We've got all that sort of infrastructure set up so that everybody can do what they're good at. You know, Harvest Manitoba is good at getting food to people. We're good at making food, so it's kind of a perfect partnership. Yeah, absolutely. In in my opinion, I've grown up in this city since uh, baby born here, and. Mm-hmm. The city to me has always had a really big community vibe. It's always had a big sense of support. It's always had a, a big sense of, you know, exactly what we're, we're kind of talking about here. And I'm just wondering, like, you know, from your perspective, what has this city been like? Why is that community important to you? Why has something like this been so important to you? Yeah, I mean, I I've, I wasn't born here, but I've been here for a while. I moved here in 2000, and I'm like constantly blown away by the community support in this city. It's kind of unlike anywhere else I've ever been. Anytime we do any sort of project where somebody needs help, the amount of support we get, whether it's just sharing the news, whether it's donating, whether it's coming to volunteer and help, like I'm always floored by how many people reach out to help, you know, and like the fact that all the restaurants had a couple of days notice to close with that first lockdown. And even during that time, they took the time and energy to like pack up their food, bring it to us, drop it off, bring us a burger, you know, like in the middle of a shutdown like that, when people are sort of in crisis mode, they're still willing to step up and help is just like makes the work that we're doing so much, so much easier. You know, same, same with made with love. We put a call out and, was hoping to raise, you know, a couple grand to go a few months. And we're, I think, on month 13 now, you know, so it's, it's humbling to, to say the least. Yeah, that's absolutely incredible. So good to hear and so cool to hear about this city. I feel like I still have a, a lot to learn, but I'm gaining, you know, lots of perspective on it as, uh, as I continue to, to grow 
you, you're on 13 months now. You're over 30,000 meals provided. Mm-hmm. Do you, you guys want to stop anytime soon or you just want to keep this packing and running as long as you no, can? No, we, 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 as a crew, we decided pretty early on that we were committed to doing it until the funds ran out. When it became clear that we were raising more money than we needed for the first month, we had, you know, we had to make a decision as to whether we were going to just like pump the brakes and say, listen, thanks for your support. We've raised enough money to do what we intended to do or whether we were just going to roll with it. And unanimously, we decided that if people are willing to step up and, and contribute financially, we'll keep cooking as long as that's the case. And we kind of reevaluated just recently, you know, with the prospect of things opening up again and getting back to our other work. And we're all focused to keep doing it as long as we're able to. Wow, that is so incredible. Congratulations to that. And also just like a thank you for providing that to our city, to you and your staff, if you could forward that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the feedback we've been getting from the people that we're feeding on top of the support that we're getting from the community has just been, you know, that's more than enough to keep us going, but I appreciate it. That's so awesome. You're talking about getting back into your regular work and balancing that with, with Made With Love. Besides that, when you think of the next five, six, seven years, do you have any other kind of ideas in mind or are you set in, in what you're working on right now? Yeah, I mean, we have sort of put a lot of that stuff on pause because we weren't sure, you know, how long this kind of lockdown and restrictions were going to do. So we, we, you know, shifted into helper mode. But over the last six months, five months or so, I've been sort of, figuring out how I can uh, incorporate this made with love concept and make it a little more permanent and less dependent on handouts. So that's kind of in the, the long-term plans. We're just trying to figure out how to make it work. And I, I mean, I'd love to see made with love go on indefinitely, getting food into the hands of people that need it, but also potentially to have a brick and mortar one day where people can come and meet. Like it's one thing to get food delivered to your home or picking it up, but it's another thing to be able to come together as a community and eat and break bread together. So we're, we're looking at that, but that's, that's a ways out still and requires quite a bit of financing. That would be pretty incredible. Yeah, that would be incredible. And I'm looking forward to everything that you guys bring to the table, everything that's just coming. And yeah, it's it's awesome. So where might people be able to support you guys? The the easiest thing is on my website, chefbenkramer.com. Super easy to find. There's a whole section that kind of outlines Made with Love. There's a little video that got made about it. Some background info. We try to update the stats pretty regularly. Uh, but there's also a donation button on that page where we've managed to raise most of our money. So that's probably the easiest route. And then if anybody wanted to help in a bigger way, then just shoot me an email and touch and base is probably the way to go. Sweet. Yeah. So everyone go check that out. And, and if anyone's listening and capable of, of making a donation, you know, here at Engage, we definitely believe in, in Made With Love. And if you're looking for somewhere that you think you'd like to donate to, definitely recommend Ben Kramer's Catering. Before we wrap up here, something we like to do on our show, being that we're airing on the radio, is let our guest pick what song would play following the interview. If you have a song in mind at all, sorry to to put you on the spot here. uh, (laughs) If you'd like, it's all yours. What kind of restrictions do you have around what you're allowed to play? Well, (laughs) it's the University of Manitoba's radio station. So, I mean, it's not Disney, but uh, it's... 
it's not HBO, you know, just some middle ground, I guess. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I'm a big uh, hip hop and rap fan. And uh, Pip Skid just put out a new single, which uh, I don't know if it's appropriate to play, but it's pretty great. Oh, yeah. We'll talk to our boss at the station. And we're, <laughs> we, we are all big fans of Pip Skid here. So I'm yes, we'll be able to make that happen. Yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> Dope. Yeah, we'll do that for sure. Thank you so much for, for taking this time to come and talk to us today, Ben. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. All right, everybody. This has been Engage on UMFM 101.5 with host Kate Jones, Josue Devi, and your special guest, Chef Ben Kramer. We will see you guys next week. Thank you.